No, I don't hate Balboa, but I pity the fool, and I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. What's your prediction for the fight, then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 472 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Becky Foster. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, one and all. Mark is en route. Mark uh, is 3.1 miles away, <laughs> according to my stalker app. I fucking love it. I love it. Um, and I am just going to have my first taste of alcoholic beer since the 1st of November. Wow. That's crazy. Nice. <laughs> Which one did you opt for? I just got some Heineken. Ah, fair. Uh, yeah. Um, so, shit's going to be wild. By the time we get to the guy Richie... Uh, episode uh, part <laughs> fuck knows what I'll be like um, but uh, yeah uh, Guy Ritchie uh, patreon.com film bastards we're talking about King Arthur Legend of the Sword this week that film is fucking bonkers <laughs> it's a real weird uh, fucking vibe isn't it <laughs> <laughs> I forgot just how odd that film is <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah we'll We'll uh, we'll 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 uh, do somewhat of a deep dive into that. I think uh, Patreon dot com forward slash film bastards two dollars a month. Um, but also, uh, what have we got actually coming up on this show? So this week we have got reviews of um, Guillermo del Toro's um, uh, stop motion animation debut Pinocchio, um, and um, Will Smith's, uh, they're really going to pack them into the cinemas to watch this one, <laughs> Emancipation. Um, we'll also have uh, news, trailers, what we've been watching, all sorts of, uh, as Mark says, bits and bats, um, which every time I hear it sounds more right. Yeah. Um, I feel it's accurate, yeah. I think it's odd. I still think it's odd, but it's just, because I think bits and bobs, but... Bits and bobs and bits and bats have exactly the same level of that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like bits and bobs, like the bobs sound like they might be useful. Bats just seem like they're just bits of shit. Yeah. 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 So I suppose it kind of depends on what... What the epidemiology of bits and bobs and bits and bats is. Like, is it supposed to be like useful things or is it supposed to be useless things i don't know bits and bobs like if someone says oh yeah i've got lots of bits and bobs in that that drawer like it's like oh you'll find something useful in there yeah whereas bits and bats not so much bits so when when mark like says bits kind of and bats in the bottom of your handbag yeah so when mark says bits and bats is he basically having we'll have a bunch of other useless shite <laughs> maybe should we ask him mark i think when you say bits and bats, do you mean useless shite? What? Eh? What? When you say... <laughs> <laughs> when, 
<laughs> when you say that you've got bits and bats on the uh, on the show, do you right. mean like we've got lots of useless shit on there? Yeah, just like bits and bats. Just bits and bats. Yeah. Whereas bits and bobs. Bits and bobs are different. We're talking about the etymology of the the phrasing, like yeah. bits and bobs more useless, etymology. That's useful it. stuff. Yeah, because Bobby De Niro. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're an idiot. Welcome. Hang on, what? Hello. I feel like Mark has literally just like fucking run in. <laughs> and he's just like, what's going on? He has, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's my whole oeuvre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Mark, you've... Um, his repertoire. Yeah, yeah. His... His general vibe. His M.O. Yeah, my brand is chaos. Run in, throw there a, we go. a Molotov cocktail at the vibes and run away. <laughs> yeah. I like that's, to um, up. <laughs> that's a film that doesn't exist, isn't it? That um, David Gordon Green film, Our Brandy's Crisis. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Sandra Bullock just one. reminded me of that. The Sandra Bullock film that everybody just doesn't know exists. <laughs> yeah. It's probably pretty good. Sandra Bullock and Billy Bob Thornton, I want to say, in a film directed by David Gordon Green. It's like I, I believe it turns up like frequently on uh, iTunes for like one ninety nine, and I keep almost buying it. Mm. Mm. That's uh, yeah, that tracks. That tracks. Um, Mark, you you've missed it, but I've just um, had my first taste of alcoholic beer in six weeks. Oh, how's that? How's 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 it settling? It's all right. I've already got the guilt coming. Um, <laughs> do you so need, that's great. You need to do. You need to drink that guilt all mm. <laughs> mm. That guilt. That, that sounds healthy. That that guilt's a prick. Try to harsh your good time. Like, yeah, like Peach's yeah. song, "Fuck the Pain Away." Yeah. Just to drink the guilt away. Okay. I mean, literally, whenever anyone says what song's best for, it, the the answer is always "Teachers of Peaches." <laughs> Teachers of Peaches teaches you a lot. It does. On that note, Mark, what's been happening in the film world this week? I'm just going to hit you in the fucking face with that. What's been happening in the film world this week? Uh, yeah. Early reviews of Avatar are coming out. <laughs> um, the Rock um, released his financials for Black Adam. <laughs> and the, that's pissed Warner Brothers off. He seems real desperate to try and make out like it was a success when it, it wasn't. It is a little bit like it's going, look, this film, this film made money. Just took a real long time to it, do it. This film, this it, 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 it's short of him literally just putting it out, going, "Look, this film made nineteen dollars and sixty-seven cents. <laughs> That's money. It's still money." And I am taking my forty points on that. <laughs> yeah. When it just when The Rock is talking about, you know, well, it's not just about the big screen. You know, you know, there's trouble. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's he he yeah. thought with all his heart that that film was going to make like serious like he thought that was going to be a, his first like solo billion dollar movie. Do you know what? Take it back five years. I reckon it would have been. Do you know what? He's just not. He's not a bankable star anymore. I don't think in the same way that he used to be. I don't. I don't think he singularly. Ever actually has been? Oh no! I, the, I think he's singularly. He hasn't. I mm, really hope sorry. that that Uncle Vin just messaged him and went, "Really enjoyed Black Adam. Not everyone can be part of the billion dollar club." Do you know what I really want to happen? What? 
I want I want the whale to come out to like fucking like amazing reviews and like Brendan Fraser to get like an Oscar and all this kind of shit and it just just like that whole thing to happen and then Brendan Fraser to just like hit the gym and claim his fucking career back off the rock <laughs> and just fucking punt him into outer space with his tequila brand. You can just be a tequila salesman carrying a suitcase around with like the, dusty bottles. The the problem is the whole tequila thing. I know we're going off on the rock like we always do. <laughs> the problem is even the tequila thing is just so like no no dickhead. You've released a tequila brand because George Clooney did a vodka brand, was it, or whatever it was, yeah. and sold it for like five hundred million quid or something mm. like that. Is, I really quite like tequila. I would rather drink fucking petrol than drink the rocks Terramana tequila. I, I, I bet it's a really tasty tequila. Yeah, I just don't like him. That's fine. I just bet it is a really tasty tequila. It it's gonna be it, it's gonna be interesting to see what he does next. Um, because like he was he was talking a very very big game about. You know the whole power, of the the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change. Like that that quote feels like it's gonna haunt him. Yeah, I mean, literally, um, it, it, it literally one of the biggest hauntings is in in our group chat. <laughs> uh, I mean, God, yeah, we yeah we have some fun with that. To be fair, um, but it, it what does he do though? Because it's like you do wonder if Uncle Finn is just like. You want to be in the last one, then? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you do. You do have to wonder. Um, I'd kill him off but... off screen in the last one, just as a fucking real fuck it, you. That would be so fucking funny if they did that. <laughs> it would be so fucking funny if they did that. Just have... absolutely. That's all right. Yeah, li- literally. I have li- properly one eighted on the rock. I used to like watch films specifically because he was in them, and now like it's like no, I'll fucking kill the bastard off, but off screen. Don't let him get his glory. <laughs> yeah, like, like literally, like it's it's like like fucking Toretto just walks walks on the screen and, and someone asks about Hobbs and he goes, "Oh no, he, he died. Oh, how would he die? On the like, toilet. He it, farted too hard. No, he, 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 he was he, <laughs> he, he, he was he was out walking. He's out walking his dog and he just he slipped. What do you slip on? A banana skin. A literal <laughs> banana skin. I know you read about it and you see it in cartoons, but it actually happened to Hobbs. He slipped on a banana skin. Just a real fuck you of a death. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want that for him. Yeah. Oh, man, that's terrible. Yeah, worse. Fell on his own dog. His dog died too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean... So I, a I think... funeral for the dog. <laughs> So let's let's move on from the rock, Wayne. <laughs> we hope you're able to work some shit. I don't know. Anyway, right. Golden Globe nominations. Oh, God. Um, they're they're back. Um, after one year on the naughty step, they're back. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it it gives us some sort of an insight to an extent into how the uh, Oscar race is going. Won't get into this too much, but. Best Motion Picture Drama nominees, Avatar Way of Water, Elvis, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun, Maverick. Best Picture uh, uh, Musical or Comedy, Babylon, Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, and Triangle of Sadness. 
Um, Triangle of Sadness getting a nomination there, which I think has maybe surprised some people because it's uh, that also shows up in Best Supporting Actress for Dolly De Leon. Um, I think it's. Is it in screenplay? No, it's not. Is it just those two then? Maybe it is. But yeah, so I think that's um, that's interesting for Triangle of Sadness. Um, Best Actress in the Motion Picture, um, Kate Blanchett for Tara, Olivia Coleman for Empire of Light, Viola Davis for The Woman King, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. And then if we if we look at Best, Pic- uh, Best Actress mu- Musical or Comedy, you've got Lensley Manville, Margot Robbie, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu, which is something, um, Emma Thompson and Michelle Yeoh. So, if you were going to say that like five of those ten are going to get an Oscar nomination, Kate Blanchett, yeah. Michelle, Michelle Williams, Williams, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, Michelle Yeoh. I don't think Yeoh gets it. I think she gets... Well, if we look at who's left over, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu... Does not get an Oscar nomination for that film. Leslie Manville for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. That could be one of those weird random ones that does happen. I just... Nah, mate. No. (laughs) Sorry. That's one of those weird random ones that just crops up in there. Because a lot of... There's a lot of... There's a lot of Oscars, what is it, that are old that will have seen that movie. Mm, but um, uh, all right, fair, yeah, okay, fair enough. But I mean, um, yeah, Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. It's not happening. No, it's not. I mean, it, Olivia Colman for em- no impact on anything. Icky. No. Olivia Colman for Empire of Light. That is not happening. Nope. That came out in the US this last weekend. Made fuck all, and not a lot of people seem to like it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It has not gone down very well. So I think Olivia Coleman getting that nomination is a little bit... She's Olivia Coleman. I, I'll be honest, Anna de Armas for Blonde and Olivia Coleman here is a little bit... Were they just reaching this year? Yeah. I could see Viola Davis getting one for The Woman King. Yeah, yes. Viola Davis, I think, is going to get some heat from this and could... Yeah, could I, could end up getting the Oscar nomination, um, but that whole thing is just going to be a fucking dogfight between Kate Blanchett and Michelle Williams every day of the week. And I think it'll be Blanchett will win it. Yeah, but yeah, same. It will be. I uh, prefer it to be Michelle Williams, though. But you've not seen it. I, I like Michelle Williams. I think Kate Blanchett, Blanchett seems like a real bitch. She's fun though. But it should be a good night out. Actually. I bet she'd be a very good. You night end up out. getting fucking groomed to fuck. Yeah. Oh, yes, toilet, please. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But but that. But then, if you went out with Michelle Williams, she'd go home at nine o'clock. That is true. But you get to spend some time with Busy Phillips, though, because Michelle Williams would go on for her kids, and Busy Phillips would stay out. And as she seems like she'd be a really good night. Yeah, that'd be one of those. I. The thing is, I, I'm more interested in the best supporting actress. What? Because right, well, that's because I never. I, I. It never struck me that yeah. Kerry Condon could could quite conceivably get a nomination for Best Supporting Actress. For Banshee. Yeah. I mean, She's very good in that. So this this list then, it's Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Kerry Condon for The Banshees of Inner Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Dolly De Leon for Triangle of Sadness, and Kerry Mulligan for She Said. Now, the thing is, She Said, 
I think is not getting any Oscar nominations. That film has sunk without a trace. Um, now, the other four, I could see them all getting nominations. The buzz at the moment seems to be it's going to be a fight between Bassett and Curtis. Um, and I'll say, and this is a very fashionable opinion on film Twitter, it's just a, one I happen to agree with, it's the wrong supporting actress in everything, everywhere, all at once. Stephanie Zhu deserves a nomination over Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, it's literally, holy shit, we never thought she would be in anything Oscar-y ever again. Give it her for the career. And I think that could happen. Yeah, and it could happen. happen for Angela Bassett. Yeah. You look at Angela Bassett in Black Panther and Wakanda Forever, she's got some big scenes. And I, 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 it's... I don't know. If the film itself were better, then I'd, I'd maybe see that more. But... I, yeah, I don't know, because there's a distinct lack of Black Panther like anywhere up in here. You know, you think about the um, the impacts that Black Panther had in terms of Oscar nominations. None of that's happening for Wakanda Forever. No. Um, I haven't heard anybody Bassett. talk about it. Like, I was really worried about not seeing it quick enough in case it got spoiled. It's, it's not been a problem. I'm not seeing a single mm. person on Twitter talking about it. No, no, I mean, I, I, it's, I suppose it's not really a surprise that they still haven't actually said when, um, when that's going to be on Disney Plus either, because it's still making bank. Um, even though, ah, oh, I got to say as well, Strange World going to Disney Plus next Friday fucking pained me. Like, what a fucking dump that is. I'm really excited um, for that though, because I think I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see the film, but I'm not going to go see it at the cinema being a person who doesn't have a child. Yeah, uh, totally. I, I just, it's, I don't know. It's such a. The thing is, it's a really good family film. It looks really um, good, and it like Matilda's done really, really well. Um, but my God, is there room for two animated features at the moment, and or two family films at the moment? A strange world. Just Disney just did not care, obviously. No, but um, no. Uh, uh, but yeah, actor. Austin Butler for Elvis, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Hugh Jackman for The Sun, Bill Nighy for Living, Jeremy Pope for The Inspection, and uh, actor musical comedy, Diego Calva for Babylon, Daniel Craig for Glass Onion, Adam Driver for White Noise, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin, Ray Fiennes for The Menu. Uh, like, the Menu, man, yeah. like wild. It's, I mean, good, good on it. The Globes, somebody, somebody saw The Menu and was like, I've seen this film and I really like it. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. But I'm... I, the, but the thing is, I mean, Butler, like I, I think the drama it's between Butler and Fraser. Yeah. Um. Like, honestly, I could see Butler going all the way with this because pe- people don't people like Brendan Fraser in the Whale, but they don't like the Whale. That seems to be the 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 thing that's coming out uh, with the Whale. The, the yeah, other, but the people other... really like Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and the other bit that's, but... that's, that's going to be fun is Brendan Fraser has made it very very open that he will not be attending the Globes. Yeah, I what? don't think he gets this one. I think maybe he gets the Oscar. 
Yeah. The thing, the thing is, Butler is very, very popular in Hollywood. Like he's do, he's going to all the right events and he's being charming. It's like Fraser is the popular choice on the internet. It seems like in the rooms with like Academy members and things like that, it's Butler. Mm. And we'll see that could change. Um, but yeah, and I mean, I, I, so I think th- those two are getting an Oscar nomination. Hugh Jackman for the Sun is not happening. I don't think no. people don't like the sun. That film's yeah, re- apparently really problematic. Bill Nighy for Living, I think I think would be lovely, but he hasn't got a chance in hell of winning. Mm. Uh, Jeremy Pope for the Inspection. I mean, like that film's quite small. Um, I don't think it's even got a release date over here yet. It'll be interesting to see whether it can cut through. Uh, and then if you look at musical or comedy, Colin Farrell is getting a Best Actor nomination. Yeah. Um, but then I don't think Diego Calva will um babylon doesn't seem to be well enough liked unless that thing does particularly well at the box office i wonder 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 whether daniel craig could slip in for glass onion i think there'll be a random one i don't think it's gonna be daniel craig it's just i don't think it'd be adam driver for white noise i don't think it'd be ray fines for the menu and i'm trying to think of what else it could be I think there'll be one that is just a. Li- I, I think it, I think it will be Bill Nye for living. So then the five would be Butler, Fraser, Butler, Fraser Nighy, Nighy, Farrell, Farrell, one other. It just it could it could be Jackman, but I'd be stunned. It's like Adam Driver for White Noise is nominated for musical or comedy. It's like that. I don't see that happening. No. Um, it's that's not. It wasn't a performance where I was like, okay, give, give it best actor. Uh, I, 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 I like White Noise. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe Diego Calva. I but we'll we'll see how that film does. But yeah, it, it, it to be fair, it feels like it's going to be a dogfight between Fraser and Butler, and maybe Farrell if he starts charming people like he can. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think Farrell might be the little bit of outside, you know. Mm-hmm. He might make a late run for it. I've got I've got money on Butler at this point. And I've got good odds as well. I put down five pound. I win twenty five if he wins. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, best supporting actor: uh, Brendan Gleeson, Barry Keoghan, both for the Banshees. Brad Pitt for Babylon. Kihi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. Um, God, that's boring. Have you tried to watch that, or have you watched it? Uh, I am fucking praying it doesn't get an Oscar nomination. It's so fucking boring. Why are you started watching? I started it? watching it. I did. Uh, dull as fuck. Um, it, it's gonna be, and I, I think for the Oscar as well. I think it's gonna be Kiki Kwan. Yeah, I think it is with Kiki Kwan. Like that's such a fucking like make you feel good story. Like everybody who votes for him is gonna feel particularly pleased with themselves. Yeah, and <laughs> and and fucking love the fact that he wins it. I'd love it yeah. to be Barry Keoghan though. No, no, Barry Keoghan will, will win an Academy Award at some point, but it won't be for this. He's great mm-hmm. in Banshees. Though. He's very very good in Banshees, but I would say there's a possibility you could say he's almost the supporting supporter. Um, we'll do two more then we'll move on best director James Cameron 
the Daniels, Baz Luhrmann, Martin McDonagh, Steven Spielberg. I don't think they're the ones that are going to get nominated for Academies. That's interesting. I I think the the one is Todd Field could slip in for one of them. I think Todd Field or Chazelle could slip in for one. Uh, Chazelle's an interesting shout, mind. Yeah. It, 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 we'll I'm, see, though. I think I think he could slip in for one. I think it might be... I think Lerman might fall out. And I think there's a possibility I, uh, the Daniels fall out. I've, Daniels more likely than Lerman... I ever so slightly wonder whether Cameron might. Possibly. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that's going to... That film is not nearly as <laughs> holy shit reactions across the board as the original was. It's, it's, I feel it's... like a lot of people are overcorrecting for how holy shit they were first time round. There's, there's an element of that. There's also an element of... Right, but... When you released it, it was new. This technology that you're using was new and everything like that, and everything was going to be there. But it's 12 years later, and, you know, there's no 3D films out anymore. Stop fucking trying to think that, pretend that's a thing. <laughs> mm. It's an interesting one, this. I think Spielberg will win. Um, yeah, probably. Probably. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Lerman's getting an Oscar nomination. The thing is, that film, like it, like the industry podcasts I listen to, whenever they talk about Elvis, all they talk about is how people in the industry fucking love it. And whenever they have industry screenings, people are applauding at the end and like cheering Buzz, Baz Luhrmann and Austin Butler when they come up on the credits. Oh, I love that. He's, he, he's very popular in Hollywood as well as Lerman. He, mm. he clearly he he's very well liked, and the thing is, it was also okay. It's based on IP, as in Elvis, but it's a relatively original studio film that made a lot of money. Mm. And the thing is, they, they they apparently he is he is incredibly good company in terms of for um, for just sort of spending time with at parties and bits like that. Baz Luhrmann. Butler. Uncle Baz or Austin Butler. Baz. Apparently, he's just he, he's very popular because he is just a very good, a, a fun guy to have around. Yeah. And he's quite... I don't know whether I mentioned this actually, but when um, when the movie came out, did did I mention to you Ian about a um, the soundtrack having the Baz Luhrmann interjections on Spotify, like he'd no. playing in some of the tracks. So there's one, um, and it's. Um, is it, I've got a feeling. Um, I think it is, and he's there's, there's like an intro to it, and he's like, "So we found these demos, and it's like a it's it's, it's this stacks track, and what people don't understand is it's like it's like a it's like a dance banger, but it's also like a stacks track, and it's <laughs> what's like, that mean? <laughs> don't fucking know. I'm guessing stacks stacks sessions were like a thing, weren't they? Yeah. Um, I was listening to the soundtrack the other day because I did my Spotify Wrapped and the Elvis soundtrack featured quite heavily. So I was listening to it again. and um, But I was listening to the normal one, not the Baz Luhrmann one, but I just messaged Isabel because we listened to it quite a lot in the car and it was like, it was like a whole in-joke. I'd just message her occasionally going, 
it's like a dance banger, Isabel, but also like a Stax track. <laughs> That's pretty good. And I messaged her the other day with it, like, what, nine months after I last messaged her with it, and she's like, That's just what people don't understand, Mother. Uncle Bass knows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder if it's still on Spotify. It was good, that. It was quite. quite You've raised her, right? Fair play. Sorry. <laughs> she's alright, isn't she? Uh, but yeah, that's one of the ones I'll be rewatching before uh, top ten of the year show. That and Triple R. Yeah. That and what? Triple R. Oh hell yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um, I I, I just I always think that film is R R R, but Triple R probably makes more sense. Um, it's just easy. Yeah, to I've say. I. Ah, <laughs> oh, but I like that. it's quite satisfying. <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, I. I've got the 4K of Elvis ready to go at some point when I've got two and a half hours. Um, that feels like, if I'm starting drinking again, that feels like one to just have some like Jack Daniels to mm. one yeah. evening that, over that, Christmas. That, feel, that feels like a good Christmas. Do you know what? Mm. Do you know what? Fair enough. I don't mind waking up with a little bit of a thick head a little bit later than I want to. Do you know what? It's not. It's not on there anymore. The what? one where where Baz does his track intros. It's not on Spotify anymore. I tell you what. The Manaskin cover of um, is it if I can dream? Fucking slaps. I'm very bored of that band. How? They're just boring. They're, but they're nowhere. Why are you bored of them? They're quite everywhere, babe. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I love living in a bubble. They're quite everywhere. Um, one last one. Best screenplay. Todd Field. The Daniels, Martin McDonough, Sarah Polly for Women Talking, Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner. Um, Women Talking basically getting shut out all over the place. Um, between between that and She Said, um, not great recognition for the Me Too reaction films. It, it has to be said. Um, that's a shame. And I really, really like She Said. I haven't seen Women Talking, but I really like She Said. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. She Said a lot more than I'm looking forward to seeing Women Talking. Only because I, everything I've read about Women Talking is... It's, it's very good, but it's very dry. Which kind of seems a little bit like people going, Look, it's boring, but I can't say I don't like it because I'm not allowed to. I don't know. I feel like 2022 has been very much a year of people not being in the mood to get told off. Yeah. And that's what Women Talking yeah. and She Said both seem like they're doing. There is an element they they of feel that. like they're a year too late. There, there is an element of a Look, we, we could go out for two year. fucking years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were fine about getting told off 2021. 2022 is just a year of, right, let, let's just have this one. Yeah. Please, can we just have a year before yeah. the world ends again? We know it's ending. Everything's going to shit. But let's just pretend it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it. She said's not a telling off. It's but it's dry. It looks um, like it's a it's, telling off though, like from the market. I it? don't. I, yeah, I don't think it looks. Like, I, I think it looks. I think it just looks interesting. Like spotlight, but about yeah. Chicks. Yeah, they knew. Spotlight's a telling they... off though. Huh? Spotlight's a telling. I wish off. I could do a ruffalo. Sorry, <laughs> spotlight is a turn off, but it, it, it but it's a re, but the way that it's done as almost like a um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
Like a procedural. Yeah, like a procedural mm. film. It that is, that makes yeah. it really fucking interesting, it does, rather than a melodrama. Yeah, and the thing is, she said looks like that to me, and and I don't. That's what I'm trying to say is I don't think she said hasn't done particularly well because it's about me too. I think Spotlight wouldn't do well this year. I just think people aren't in the mood for that kind of stuff. I mean, Spotlight didn't do. No. Well, Catholic Church got a lot of power on it. Apparently, yeah. We'll find out soon when we talk about another film. About what? Pinocchio. What's got to do with Catholicism? Well, there's, there's, there's a high amount of Catholicism in it, isn't there? Pinocchio? Yeah, did you watch it? Yeah, there's a cricket. What? There's a, there's a cricket. <laughs> did I watch the wrong Pinocchio? I don't know, Becky. I think sometimes I think you might have. Yeah. <laughs> Why why do they like that wooden man but they don't like me? Yeah. Oh yeah, there is that bit. <laughs> yeah. Why do they like that wooden man but they don't like him? It's not fair. One, of, one of the questions for the ages, I think. Yeah. Even though he's a little prick. Yeah, he's a, okay, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that little fuck. Um <laughs> uh I, so uh yeah um god what were we talking about screenplay um yeah Todd Field probably yeah anyway I do think it's been Todd Field <laughs> yeah um right okay let's talk let's talk some trailers then so uh Mark have you had an opportunity to have a bang on the trailers that came out today no uh, Bex had... <laughs> right so uh Bex watched them uh earlier on what Ian's intimating um, there is that we are both wildly unprepared. No. <laughs> I was wondering. Um, like, Mark has literally come home from work and it's retail and it's like a week, basically a week before Christmas. So, um, you know, I think it's probably fair enough. But saying that, fuck you, Mark. 65. <laughs> um, so, 65, which it turns out basically is 65 million years ago fucking crazy um like so becky was watching this before we started recording and she's like i like this this is creepy i was like yeah, keep watching <laughs> oh it's dinosaurs and laser guns <laughs> in the same film mark so it's laser quest the movement so it appears to be it is set in prehistoric times and these are humanoid aliens or maybe like the like the race that colonize earth maybe i don't know but they it is set back then and they are a technologically advanced uh, 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 form of humanity that crash land on earth and have to deal with dinosaurs and it Adam Driver's in it. Yeah. <laughs> was this? Did Adam Driver think he was set up for a different movie, and then turned up? Oh, uh, that. I think he wanted to have some fun and get fucking paid. There's something alien out there. I think this looks fucking great. It looks like a film they don't make anymore. Mm. This looks like a Netflix film <laughs> starring a not Adam Driver actor that is somehow... 90 million dollars. <laughs> it 
It looks cracking. It's um, directorial debut of the uh, the guys who wrote the Quiet Place films, um, and Sam Raimi's producing it. But yeah, for some reason, Adam Driver's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go have some, uh, have some fun." I need to be quiet. I love that. They did a just get paid, you know. They did a film. Um, a couple of years back called Haunt. Ready? Oh, they directed it? Yeah. Oh, well, I need to watch that. And one oh. called Nightlight. Oh, okay. Well, chatting out my ass. That both look wildly Ooh. mediocre. <laughs> An extreme haunted house that promises to feed on their darkest fears. That sounds very similar to that TV show that I used to watch. Yeah, why not? Do you know what, though? That one's only an hour and 26 minutes long. Interesting. It's really annoying to me that like that's not on Shudder anymore. Cool. Uh, but yeah, sixty-five looks good. Up for it. Uh, yeah, think it's cool. maybe like March next year or something yeah, like that. March the tenth, apparently. That'll fucking do. Like God, Nate, next year. Good. Good shit coming out at decent clip. I think that's maybe a week after Creed Three. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fucking that year just gets rolling and just keeps fucking going. Yeah, it does. It does. I'm yeah, pretty fucking excited for the cinema next year. I must say, which is great because it feels like it's ending with a bit of a damp squib this year. But um, anyway, uh, so sixty five um, short teaser trailer for Scream Six. Um, now I I have a um, I have a problem with the poster for this. The tagline is New York, New Rules. But the use of new kind of weirds me out there because New York is a place. It's like New York, New Rules. It's like, no, New York is a place. So that doesn't feel like a pun to me. Oh my God, can you imagine if it was set in like actual York? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd be amazing. it's like okay, yeah. If 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 that tagline is actually going to make some some sort of sense, then it has to be set in a new version of York, which technically is York is New York. Technically, um, I feel like New York has very little relation to actual York. Apart from the fact that it's literally called New York. Yeah, that's because America can't do anything. Yeah. Oh, we need to name a city. What should we call it? Uh, new Brighton. Yeah. There's actually New Brighton. I know there is. Because they're fucking idiots. It's New Jersey as well. <laughs> However, oh my god, did you New see Hampshire. that thing about Jersey with that block of flats that went up in flames and We don't need to talk about that right now. Okay. You brought up Jersey. Anyway, carry on. The trailer. There is no old Orleans though. There's no Orleans. Old Orleans was a well, restaurant chain I quite liked back yeah, in the day. Yeah, but there is there is no place just called Orleans, is there? Yeah. Where? Orleans. Yeah. It's in uh, South France, isn't it? No. It's like the French name for it, something different. Yeah. Was it Paris? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think um, they got a Paris. They've got Paris, Texas, haven't they? Yeah. Good film. You, I don't know, you won't let me watch it. Well, I, you, I, I, so, so I banned you from everything. You know, I like to watch things with you, dickhead. We're getting off topic here. We are. Sorry. <laughs> so... New York. The ta- New rules. The t- the, it's set in the Clifford Tower. 
the uh, the teaser trailer, the tagline in the trailer, which I think I'm slightly paraphrasing, but I quite like that, where it's in a city of millions, no one will hear you scream. That's pretty good. I quite like that. It's quite depressing as well. <laughs> yeah, the anonymity of living in a highly populated yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I I like that Dave essentially restarted Scream with the first one that's doing some massive callbacks to the first film. And then with this one, it's like, right, let's just switch shit up completely. Like The, the idea of a Scream film in a city is interesting enough that that kind of already has me. Mm. There is an element of, yeah, all right, let's see where we're going to go with this. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, I Yeah, and, you know, March, this is March as well. Yeah. I think this is March 10th. Okay. If we got to, to the Film Distribution Association's website, I go. I swear this is, it, it, the trailer said March 10th. March 10th is 65. And Scream 6, March 31st. Okay, alright, maybe I... Yeah, maybe... Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, so, yeah, 65, then Shazam the week after, John Wick the week after. Fucking hell, March. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers and Scream the same week. Like March, March isn't. Yeah, March isn't fucking about. The Monday after that, I'm assuming it's um, uh, Easter Monday. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yes. Um, week after that, Renfield. Week after that, Evil Dead Rise and uh, Nate's Goal wins. What it's worth. Um, it's then a little bit of a break the week after. So far, anyway. Then the week after is uh, Guardians Volume 3. Two weeks after that, Fast X. Week after that, Little Mermaid. Week after that, Spider-Man. Week after that, Elemental and Transformers. Week after that, The Flash. Week after that, the Jennifer Lawrence uh, romantic comedy, No Hard Feelings. Which feels like that's going to be a um, completely incorrect title. Um, week after that, Indiana Jones. Week after that, Insidious Five and The Equalizer Three. Week after that, Mission Impossible: Dead Re- Reckoning. Week after that, Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um, week after that, The Marvels. Week after that, The Meg Two. It just keeps going. <laughs> like straight up, it just keeps going. There's rules. Like what? That's oh wow, we that's gonna be a fucking year. Anyway, Scream 6. I like the idea. Trailer's fine. Not much to it. Bex. What up? What else we got? Did you watch the Scream trailer? Yeah, yeah. We, we were talking prior to recording, weren't we, Ian, about General Ortega. We, we said we'd revisit it when we were yes. recording. You probably will not agree with this because you live in a weird fucking bubble but I think she's got some real kind of like done more than she's actually done energy in everything that she's in like when when she's in Wednesday and people are talking about her being in Wednesday and stuff like that it's it's easy to forget that 
really screams the only other big thing she's done. Wasn't she in X? Or was that one of the, another one? Yeah, but like as a bit yeah, part. Yeah, she was. Bit part, though, wasn't she? She wasn't... She's still in it, though. She was that mousy girl who yeah. then decides she wants to be in a porno. Yeah. 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 Just think, I'm just saying she's not... She's not really got much main character stuff. No. But she, she's got a screen presence that suggests she does. And a charisma that suggests she does. In interviews and in on screen and stuff like that. She's certainly not lacking confidence. No, she's not. <laughs> oh dear. I could see her being no, someone that you hate, actually. Just because of the way you are. Just because of the way you are. Yeah. But yeah. You pretty. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jenna Ortega, Austin Butler, both just like ready-made stars. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, have we got any others? I don't. Oh, yeah. Actually. I've got a couple. What about... What have you got, Bex? The oh. subtle art of not giving a fuck. What? What's that? <laughs> it's about... It's like the movie of a self-help book about just not giving a shit about what people think about you. Uh, so the Fair thing, the film will explore society's obsessions with the pursuit of happiness and will be presented by Mark Manson alongside Disappointment Panda, a character from the book whose superpower is to tell people the harsh truth. <laughs> Looks really fucking good. Alright, fair enough. When's that out? Um, I don't know. It says post-production. It doesn't actually give a date on here. But it's got a trailer, so there's that. Cool, it's a documentary, yeah. Sort of. Fair enough. Cool. No, it's not really a documentary. It's kind of like a dramatisation of a book that's been written that's a self-help book in a weird format. Oh, I am intrigued enough for that. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I watched was the Anna Kendrick one. Uh, Alice Darling. Don't know. No, nobody. Nope. Um, so, yeah, Anna Kendrick um, and people. I don't think anyone else that you'd necessarily know. A young woman trapped in an abusive relationship becomes the unwitting participant in an intervention staged by her two closest friends. It looks like he's got some quite good tension to it to be fair and it's Anna Kendrick not being Anna Kendrick-y as All far right. as the trailer is concerned it looks like quite a good dramatic performance well, oh, so it's an actual it's a drama rather than oh, just, yeah, it's yeah like a real film fair enough rather than an Anna Kendrick movie okay yeah yeah how about sorry no I was going to say the new trailer for Mithrigan's come out but it's nothing there's no more real information in there Nope, we're only a few weeks uh, weeks away from that now. Brilliant. I'm keen for that. Mafregan is going to be starting 2023 in spectacular fashion. <laughs> Definitely. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh gosh, yeah, that came out. Uh, uh, no, I saw you guys discuss I couldn't interject, I was at work. I saw you guys discussing it uh, on our boy chat. Mm. And it seemed to be a little bit of... Oh... A little bit worried about this one. So, uh, this is, um, I, I, this is a thought that I had in my head, but Noel articulated it. So, like credit to Noel, absolutely in the boy chat. But the first one, 
is its own story. And yes, there's a Spider-Verse, but the characters in it are not just, oh, it's that Spider-Man from that thing. Yeah, it, 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 they it's, are... not, it's not a, a basic version of the DiCaprio point of screen meme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This trailer, I've already seen, like, oh my god, the PlayStation 1's there. Oh my god, the PlayStation 1 Spider-Man is there. And it's just a bit... Like, please, 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 let that just be, like, a sequence where a bunch of Spider-Men are, like, fighting something. And that that's it. Yeah. Um, the fact that so much of the trailer is taken up with a conversation between uh, uh, Miles and his mum, like, I, I, I think it's almost purposeful to go, look, don't worry, this is still... A film like the first one where there are heartfelt conversations. But then it's also... But look at all this Easter egg stuff. And I really, really hope they thread the needle. Because otherwise, this could be what I was worried the first one was going to be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I have to see on that one. But yeah, I'm a little bit... I keep forgetting this is actually happening. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, I'm excited for it. I mean, like, um, uh, in, Into the Spider-Verse was, a, 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 like, just such a fucking bolt from the blue. Like, what a stunning bit of work that was. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously having an effect on, um, on, on pop culture now. Um, oh, God, what was I watching the other day? The... Like, felt just... Oh, no, not watching, playing. The new Need for Speed game basically starts with opening titles that are like the opening t titles from uh, Spider-Verse. And then, like, the characters are, like, cel-shaded and almost, like, anime style. Um, but also, like, weirdly enough, the new Puss in Boots film, The Last Wish, has got this weird 2D, 3D mix to the animation that feels like it's been liberally borrowed from the first Spider-Verse as well. Um, so, you know, we'll... And also, I mean, like, you know, it, 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 this... It, it kind of, like, led the way for the Spider-Man Miles Morales game. You know, like, it's... Miles Morales as a character had such a boost because of that film. Um, yeah, I, where, I'm fucking wary of of this. And I wasn't expecting to feel like that with the with the trailer for it. Yeah, because there's across the Spider Verse, and then there's another one, isn't there? That they've done beyond kind of, the Spider Verse. Back to back, which... I think, haven't they? Yeah, it's cut. Yeah, so beyond the Spider Verse is coming out in twenty four. Yep, we'll see. Which is confident, but I, I mean, like after the reaction to the first one, why wouldn't they be? Motherfucker won best animated feature at the Oscars. Yep. You never would have said that before that film came out. No. But th there you go. So, yeah. Little concerned. Um, oh, Infinity Pool, the new Brandon Cronenberg. Ooh, not seeing this one. I said I was going to do my trailers today, but I just didn't get a chance. Uh, that fucker just looks like Brandon Cronenberg doing his Brandon Cronenberg thing. Um, I'm up for it, but I know I'll watch it once and never again. <laughs> you'll, really like, you'll really like it, what you like? I would think so. Yeah, this was the next uh, Mia Goff. To... 
Yeah, it's um, Mia Goff just continuing to be really, really fucking interesting and creepy. <laughs> um, it's just like she seemed to sink without a trace, and now she's just come back hard, and it's like it's great, good honor, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it's. Uh, I think it plays Sundance. I imagine it will be out on like VOD platforms, like Q1 or something like that. So we'll we'll talk about it next year. But yeah, it looks like a film I'll never unsee. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, right. Any more? Or should we move on? Let's move on. We're only uh, we're only what like about an hour into recording. Yeah, fifty <laughs> minutes. Cool. Great pace. Um. So. Okay, let's let's talk about that little wooden prick. Um, so, Pinocchio. And, and you didn't go to school? Why? You promised me you would behave. I was like... going to, Papa, but but. Yes, Pinocchio. What? Ten bandits came out of the bushes and took <gasps> out of the bushes and they they took the book. Oh, I I see. So, and then what happened? They had an axe and they, they wanted chocolate. Hot chocolate. Pinocchio, you shouldn't lie to me. I am your papa. But I'm telling the truth. Then why is your nose growing? It's not. Lies, lies and more lies. I am not lying. <gasps> Will you look at you? Get away! This is not a spectacle, but it is. Pinocchio, or Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, as it seems to be called, yep. is well, they directed have to differentiate. by... There's been like six come out in the last two years. That's true, that's true. But the, I suppose that the reason why I was calling that out is because it's directed by Guillermo del Toro and Mark Gustafsson. <laughs> um, and like, I, I, I get it. And at least unlike Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, like it, like Henry Selleck was the director of that film and it was called Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this uh, stars the voices of uh, Ewan McGregor, David Bradley, Gregory Mann, Bern Gorman, Kate Blanchett, um, John Turturro, Ron Perlman, Finn Wolfhard, Tim Blake Nelson, Christoph Waltz, Til- uh, Tilda Swinton, many, many others. Um, and it's... Um, Pinocchio, but with fascism. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. uh, uh, who wants to start? Afterlife as well. Yeah, yeah. Weird, fucking, creepy, faced thing that is like, yeah, I'll bring you back, but you're gonna pay a price. Hell of a film. And um, and and. Kate Blanchett playing what I thought for like the first half of the film was a chupacabra. It was I'm so okay. fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is that chupacabra? Wait, what? <laughs> she attended the LF the, the premiere of this. Um and it was just like, you're playing a monkey. Good on you for turning up. You know, like it, it was um yeah, there was a lot, a lot of the cast and crew were there for that. Actually, it was, um, it was, it, it, it like showed 
how much they supported Del Toro. And literally, this premiere, it was the day after his mum died. Oh. Fucking hell. Uh, yeah. Um, and he, like, talked about it, like, in the intro. It was, like, fucking, yeah, something. Um, so, yeah, uh, Pinocchio. I've already I've already talked about it um, in my LFF wrap-up stuff. So, um, I'll just say for now, and I'm, I'll, show, I'll interject, but... Uh, I think this film is fantastic. The, the animation is uh, brilliant. It, it, they they have made a version of Pinocchio that feels like it was actually made for a fucking reason, unlike the Zemeckis one, and uh, it's full of Del Toro-y creepy goodness. Uh, yeah, guys, what do you think? Yeah, I... Right. I was a little bit worried about this um, because I don't... I, I, I'm not a fan of stop animation. I, or Pinocchio. I can accept the fact that it's an incredible craft and it's an incredible amount of skill, etc., etc., etc. But I just don't really like it. Why? I just don't. I don't. It's one of those weird things that I have, like poetry, that I don't. I, I just don't like. Yeah. Right. It get. I, I'm a bit like that. But this film looks fantastic and is brilliant looking. I also think that the the songs in it are crap. <laughs> like, not just I don't I, I, I just think they're crap. That's fair. Um, really bad, yeah. But that one where is it? The the first one that he sings when he's in the fucking carnival or whatever. It's just like, Papa, I miss Papa. Yeah. Papa. Yeah. It it it's not even that long, and it is almost like they went, yeah, we fucked up on this. We'll just finish now. <laughs> Stop animating! Yeah. It, 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 it takes you like weeks to animate the rest of this song, and it's shit. So please don't do it. Mm. Also, as well, I don't like Pinocchio, like the actual character. Again, he, as a character across any any of the films that he's in, he's a bit of a dick. Yeah, I wanted to punch him. Yeah, like repeatedly. I to was. Fair, I wanted to punch Carlo as well, though, and I was happy when he died. I did get a little bit of a thing of going. Fucking does look like he's kidnapped that kid from a different family. Well, I family. messaged you, didn't I? Yeah. I said, the, 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 the vibe between yeah, Pen and Carlo, was, it's not father and son. It's it, like was, he's, it was a little bit, yeah. It's like he's a ward or something. Yeah. Yeah. But. Oh, like you say, like he's kidnapped him. Yeah, what I will say is, it's, it, it fucking goes for it. Like, Del Toro goes for it. Fucking Carlo, all spoilers all the time. I'm guessing most people who want to see this will have seen it by now because yeah. of the platform it's it's revealed it's released on, right? But to have him killed in a church by a bomb being dropped and then a fucking pine cone just bounces out to him. Yeah. It's a bit like, Blake all right, Del Tara, yeah. wow. it's a family film. Yeah. And then just, yeah, just the amount of fascism that is in it. That is there. It's the thing is, it's one of those where all of the component parts. I'm not sure I'd like that much in terms Mm. of the fact that on surface and the fact that it's a stop animation. I don't really like the story of Pinocchio. It's so fucking earnest. This version. It's very earnest. I don't really like the songs. It's like that. However. It's undeniable that it's a really engaging and yeah. warm and very good-looking and 
And it's a different take on on the Pinocchio story. Like this, it's been so Disneyfied that it, that is now the accepted version of the story. And I don't know whether this is any closer to the the actual original version of the story because I don't fucking know it because I don't like the story of Pinocchio, so I've never delved into it. But it's nice to see a different take on it. Yeah, where and... there's an afterlife with rabbits. Yeah. And, Voiced you know, by Tim Blake Nelson. I'm, f- I'm happy with that. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and, and, and David Bradley giving a fantastic um, Geppetto. You know, he's really good as Geppetto. You know, him fucking chewing out his wooden songs. He's like, he's a bit of a prick, actually. I don't really like him. Be more like Carlo, you cunt. I mean, that's the other bit. Del Toro having it so that what Pinocchio actually is... He's just Geppetto just got shit faced and angry with a fucking <laughs> yeah. tree. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's just brilliant. <laughs> and the, the fact that you're looking at him and he's really like just not that well made. No, badly made. Really badly. He just got loads of like fucking just nailed his back because Geppetto's like fucking shit. Fuck yeah, it. yeah. And all that. And then I was like, all the way through it going, wait, right, wait. Could do, uh, are they speaking to? Um, Sebastian J. Cricket. They know that he's there because Geppetto seems to kind of half acknowledge that he's talking to him, but just not acknowledge that he exists at the same time. Like, like... Eddie it, it, is Art's like, character. <laughs> yes, Eddie is Art's character. Like, he'll be halfway through saying something and Geppetto will just fuck off. I did genuinely keep expecting him to start banging on about jam. It did not sound like Ewan McGregor. It sounded like Eddie is Art. Yeah. It's really but confusing. Even the end of it's fucking really bleak. Oh god, yeah. Everyone dies and leaves him on his own, and so he goes exploring. But not only that, he's got the fucking dead fucking carcass of a cricket. Of in a his cricket, chest. yeah, in, in his fucking yeah. chest. The bit where he's walking up the hill as well with the with the flowers for the two graves with the monkey behind him, and then all of a sudden the monkey disappears and it's three the graves. The fucking flies. <laughs> Monkey Marty McFly suddenly just fucking disappears. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. But but I mean, I, yeah, I, I I really like that ending though. Yeah, it's, it's just great. like you gotta gotta make like make the most of your life. Yeah, and you, and, know, and, and it, you know he's just gonna fuck off and have a great time. Leave chaos behind him. Yeah. It's. I will never I like ever ever him. ever watch it again. But it's a re- but there's, there's no denying it's a brilliant piece of work. I like the fact that they didn't ever make him like a real boy either. Yeah, not either. But like a lot of the other adaptations do, don't they? Yeah. He becomes a real boy in the sense that he's mortal, but he's not a real boy in the sense that he's real, flesh no. and blood. No. I wonder if his nose still grows. Don't know. Ask his wife. <laughs> Fives. Lie to me, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I, 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 I was obviously more more taking it with, with it than you guys were, and I, I think that probably tracks. Um, you know, just in terms of our, like our general thoughts, like it, it's. Um, I just thought it was so interesting. Like and I, I mean, like maybe I had some slightly lowered expectations there. Um, I also think that because I also think that I, I would probably be more 
and don't worry, I, it, four out of five film, very, 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 very good. I think I probably would have been more engaged with the experience. I'm engaged. I was very engaged with it. I would probably have been a more like fucking wow with the exp- with the visual of it had I seen it in a cinema. I'm a little bit good. I didn't see it in the cinema. I really wanted to watch the making yeah. of that's on Netflix, but I just didn't get time today. I do wonder whether you're right there, though, because I mean, like, yeah, I saw it with like several. I mean, it might have been like a thousand people. And, like, people were obviously into it. Um, And also, I was a little bit loaded as well, which probably helped, um, just in terms of enthusiasm. Um, So, yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, I want to watch it again. I didn't watch it again because, like, re-watching Pinocchio is not a priority right now for me. Um, But, um, yeah, I, 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 I thought character design, brilliant. The the songs aren't great, but I like the score. Um yeah. and there's the earnestness, I think it just yeah, it it that works for me. Um and like Del Toro said beforehand that it was a um like all like other adaptations of Pinocchio, again I'm paraphrasing, but other adaptations of Pinocchio are about him learning to be a nice boy and a good boy, and he wanted to make one that's like yeah, but actually, like having a bit of balance there is the right. It, 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 it is probably the way to go. You know, you can be nice, but you can also have a bit of like spice to that. You know, um, that's definitely not what Del Toro said. He's not spicy um, though, is he? He's just a bit of a twat. Yeah, but I, he's. I, I I don't know. He just like he's he is a bit of a twat, but he's a bit cheeky, and he's just like. He's just a little lad, hmm. but he's a lot of little lads are twats. Yeah, he 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 literally has just started to exist and wants to, you know, just doesn't understand anything. Mm. And he's a mole. Yeah. That would be cool. Um, but hey, I'm I'm definitely not shit. I'm gonna rewatch it before end of year stuff. Um. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you guys are definitely not shit, oh, definitely not shit. as much as me, yeah. and that's fine. Absolutely, definitely not shit. It, 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 it's, it's very, 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 very good. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's, shit, yeah. you know, I, I think, I, I, I really enjoyed my time with it, but it's just, at no point will I ever watch another Pinocchio movie, because <laughs> I'm just, I am Pinocchioed out. <laughs> you watch this one after watching the Zemeckis one. Oh, God. And it, but it, it, it's night and day. Like, and like, they are similar films, and yet, in a way, they couldn't be more different. Like, the Zemeckis one is just this absolute Zemeckis going to a safe place because he's had some flops. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's just it's a massive turd of a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and then you've got this, which is made with feeling and it you know it's made by a lot of people who give a shit the the Zemeckis one could not be more fucking boilerplate if like if if it tried you know um yeah anyway the Zemeckis one was made by an accounting team Mm. Mm. I don't know it's just it's weird that Pinocchio is my one of my best films of the year 
Pinocchio is one of my worst films of the year. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Funny old world. Pinocchio, uh, Pinocchio. What was the audience poll? Um, definitely not yeah, shit yeah. 80% and shit 20%. Interesting. Mm. I think the 20% is probably people that are just fucking Pinocchio now. But it has made me really want to watch the Paulie Shaw one. I, 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 wow, fucks. Wow. I really don't want so, to watch the Zemeckis one. That's just not a place I want to go to, but I don't want to watch the Polly Show. So we're going for the hat trick then. Popped a boner then. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking go. Guess what we're watching tonight. CS3P Combat. Player one. Choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. Also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. Just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four and five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, The Dark Knight has got like, all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, honey, when you land, can we check into a hotel or leave the kids with your parents, order some room service? You're on, Lieutenant. I've seen about a half an hour, honey. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Christmas Eve. Is there a cop on duty around here? Airport police. Go get him. Jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. Washington, D.C. International Airport. What's this about? Oh, just a feeling I have. Ouch. When you get those feelings, insurance companies start to go bankrupt. The tower's lost control. Instrument landing system is down. Backup systems won't come up. We've got blizzard conditions. Zero visibility. Attention all controllers. We have a code red alert. There's panic in the air. There's 
professional mercenary. You got the world's biggest drug dealer on his way here now. What do you need, a slide rule to figure this out? You get the hell out of my office before I throw you out of my damn airport. And terror on the ground. Who is this? Who I am is unimportant. What I want is very important. Oh, we are just up to our neck in terrorists again, John. But for police officer John McClane... It's just another Christmas. You're the wrong guy in the wrong place at the wrong time. Story of my life. Slaughter cells maybe two hours. After that, those planes low on fuel aren't going to be circling. They're going to be dropping on the White House lawn. Any attempt to restore your systems will be met by severe penalties. Somebody out there. It's McClane. Wife's plane. They're gonna run out of fuel in 90 minutes. What are you gonna do? Whatever I can. Last time, it blew you through the back wall of the theater. Got a cowboy right too rough? I don't like the fly. What are you doing here? I don't like the moves either. This time, <laughs> it'll blow you sky high. You expected? No. This is just the beginning. On July 4th, Die Harder. Bruce Willis, Die Hard 2. Cool. So it's it's weird because I think I've just defaulted to hosting here. Um, so uh, let's talk about some. Uh, let's talk about some what we've been watching, and uh, yeah, guys, uh, who wants to kick off? Uh, we've not watched that much this week, have we? We've had a bit of a busy old week, haven't we, Bex? Together, I don't think we've watched anything apart no. from... What have you even watched? I haven't even watched anything e- together, even the podcast movie. No, we haven't watched all those. Watched exactly, haven't we? Haven't we? <laughs> um, I've watched a few on my own, so I watched Ready Player One. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I really fucking love oh, Ready I know Player you do. One. Well, I'm really excited for the sequel to this. Like, properly... Ready Player excited. 2? Yeah. Well, is that just called that? Yeah. Fair play. Um, so, the reason I li- watched it, I was... Um, I think I was listening to an episode of KingCast and they reference it because there's quite a, a big, shining chunk of it in there. Where they're in the Overlook. Sure. And I was like, do you know what? I really fucking liked that when I first watched it, so I'll rewatch it. Still really fucking like it. So yeah, it's oh my god, it's just so like there's so many bits. Like if you're an Easter eggy appreciating kind of person, it is just bliss because watching it and I and I really really want to read the books, um, but just watching it, it's like oh my fucking god, that's from that and that's from that and that's from that and oh my god, and it's just it's it's real exciting if you if you're that kind of person. Um, so yeah, really enjoyed that. I also rewatched Death to Smoochie, which I've been asking you to rewatch with me for a few weeks now, and then just got bored of waiting. Okay. Um, I always think it's quite odd watching um, Robin Williams films where he's not nice. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I think there's this whole like narrative that oh my god, it's Robin Williams, he's just lovely and everything. And he's not like there is some films, there's there's quite a few films where he plays quite dark characters. Oh, he played them really well. And he plays them really well and he's an absolute cunt in this. Oh, he's an absolute piece of shit. And Edward Norton's just like super fucking wholesome, which like that's a kind of 
he he normally plays probably characters with a bit more depth and darkness to them than uh, Sheldon Mopes. Yeah, yeah, Sheldon Mopes is in this. Who's just like super sweet. Catherine Keener is just Catherine Keener. She's a glory to watch in like anything, especially this period. Catherine Keener. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just fucking great. And I, I don't really get why it got it got quite a lot of hate, didn't it, when it came out? It bombed. I don't really understand why. Um, it just it, I think it it, it it came at the wrong time. Do you know what's also really weird? Sorry, just while I remember. What? Seeing like a, a, a kind of buff Robin Williams, I, I was really quite uncomfortable with that. He's quite well muscled in this movie and it's like, no, <laughs> no thank you. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but yet, I mean, do you reckon that was it, it maybe? Like an what, expectation? Robin Williams was buff? No, because Robin Williams was a baddie. No, I think it was literally because it was the height of like Barney being like some kind of American hero. And then you'd have thought people had quite like because no, kids love Barney, but parents all hated Barney. Yeah, but it was the, it just it was it was the wrong time for this movie. Mm. It happened at the wrong time. It's fucking really good. It is a good film. It needs a reappraisal. Um, it feels like one that might end up on something like Arrow or something like that at some point. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um. So I also watched, evidently, I hate myself, so I decided to watch a film that I knew would make me fucking cry. People that have been listening to this show for a while will know my reaction to Onward was one of much sniffling tears and tissue needing, because it just, it's just really fucking sad, it's really fucking sad and poignant and like deep and shit, and I, I know I'm the only one out of the three of us that feels the way that I feel about this movie, and I'm fine with that. But yeah, watched onward, cried a lot, ugly cried at this this time round. I think I was quite stressed out about work and stuff, and then I watched onward, and I just needed a bit of an outlet for the emotion, and that was this film. So yeah, watched onward. It is really good though. I really wish like you'd rewatch it and just see if I'm not gonna. I know you're not. Because don't want. I enjoyed it enough, hmm. but it's just if I'm gonna watch that kind of movie, I'll just watch Weekend at Bernie's not the same kind of thing kind of is he's dead he's not either of their dads though is he they're not trying to like meet him because they've never met him because he died before they were like like properly like alive just saying reincarnation weekend of birth oh fuck off you're an idiot um so yeah watched onward onward reminded me that i also really liked luca which came out not too long after onward so i watched luca luca's great luca's actually kind of a cunt as a kid and he you know Honestly, the, 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 the other kid, I can't remember his name now, it's gone out of my head, deserves better. Can't he, McGee? <laughs> but yeah, Al- Alberto, like, he, <laughs> he takes him away from this boring, shitty life, he introduces him to Vespers, he introduces him to the real world, he, he takes him out there and looks after him and gets him friends and a life and stuff like that, and then Luca fucking betrays the shit out of him by like doing the whole like oh my god it's a sea monster thing and forcing him to run away and like on it it made me so angry what a prick what a prick yeah you and Pinocchio should fucking go travelling together they should and, and do you know what his, his redemption arc like I, I wouldn't forgive him and then then right they win the fucking race yeah Alberto gets his Vesper and then he sells it to send Luca to school after he's betrayed him 
he's just a he's just a better man. He is, yeah. 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 Um. And then the other one that I watched was which you sort of half watched with me, didn't you? What? Oculus. Yes. Then you fell asleep. Yes, I had been up since four. That's not really an excuse, is it? Fucking pussy. In it, right? Um. Oculus is really good, actually. Like, I'm, I'm going to go back and rewatch Hush as well because I think watching like the early Flanagan stuff would be quite interesting. Oculus is good, but it has a baggy middle. It does have a baggy it has middle. Has a really baggy middle. Mm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's there's a reason you and I both fell asleep at around about the same point in it, and I had to go back and rewatch the end, and you just didn't get a chance to. Because it's baggy. Because it's baggy in the middle. It's baggy. Yeah. Um, I do like how. Is much it baggy, Mark? It's baggy, it's so baggy. I do like how much yeah. of a twat Karen yeah. Gillan is. Yeah, so do I. The fact that she just she just basically straps a dog to a mirror in the hopes that it will die. Yeah, she 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 is she is very much. I will prove I am right in any way possible. Yeah, she is. You can prove anything with stats. <laughs> the living embodiment. <laughs> the the guy that plays the brother is very much CW Network generic like fleshbag. Oh yes. Um, it's it's he barely has a name. Yeah, I I actually genuinely don't remember his name. Uh, he doesn't. No. Um. He doesn't. He's 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 unthreatening handsome man three. Yeah. Um. Oh no way! Unthreatening handsome man three. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the guys that play the parents are pretty good in the flashbacks. Ron Livingston and um, Katie Sackoff. That's it. Katie Sackoff, who who has the most just like, oh god, like 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 bad high five for a headline once that I stuck. You know when something sticks in your brain, you're like, I don't like the fact that stuck in my brain, but it stuck in my brain for a reason. There was a a a, a Mr. Skin advert headline for Katie Sackoff that was brilliantly titled "Whack Off to Sackoff." It's just nice. like, well fucking played. That's fair. I mean, appalling fucking website and everything, but well fucking played. Who did you say played the dad? Ron Livingston. Yeah. Who even is that? Do you mean Rory Cochran who actually plays the dad? Ron Livingston's a different guy who looks vaguely like he looks like Ron Livingston's brother. He who's had yeah. it a bit easier. <laughs> but I did mean Rory Cochran actually. Yeah. But Ron, look at Ron Livingston now. I, I'm sorry, they look like brothers now. But yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting going back and seeing the um, yeah they do actually thematic continuations yeah because um, I think Flanagan very much has a bag of tricks that he pulls from and this one with essentially the malevolent house yeah. that's playing tricks on its occupants is is very very haunting of Hill House vibe wise. Um, it's a like mirror, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, it's it's a similar kind of like it's playing tricks on people's minds oh, right, yeah, and they're yeah, seeing things it, yeah. that aren't there yeah. and not seeing things that are there and blah 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 blah. Um, so yeah, it was quite it's quite weird from that point of view. Um, yeah, really, really fucking enjoyed it. Like I say, I'm gonna go back and rewatch Hush. I'm just gonna watch Flammerverse stuff until Dark Tower comes out in like 25 years time and then just live my best life. Fair play. Um. I only watched two this week. Go on. Um, oh my god! Really? What? This? What? You watched this? That's my other one. Oh, 
fuck. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. I'm not listening. What? It's Christmas. No. Shut up. It's Christmas, so I watched. I watch Christmas movies. This uh, isn't a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. The, there's better Christmas movies you could have watched. I've, I've watched them, and I have to watch the better ones with you. Uh, I watched Just Friends, the Ryan Reynolds, uh, Amy Smart, and uh, Anna Ferris uh, movie. What? It's the one that no one likes because he wears a fat suit. Do you know what? I was, I was reading something earlier, and it was like a discourse about um, Sam Smith and about why everyone's like being really shitty about them. And basically, the comments section decided it's because he's fat. Like, because Harry Styles. Oh, shit. Ha- Harry Styles <laughs> wears like a, a silvery like jumpsuit, and everyone's like, oh my god, he's so bold. No. Sam Smith, because he's a fat cunt, wears one. And it's like, oh, no, gross. Do you know what it is? It's because he's fat. It's not because he's fat, it's because he's a bit of a knobhead. He's, they, sorry. They. So they are a bit of a knobhead. Um, yeah. That's the problem. They're a bit of a knobhead, and that's why people don't like them. But do you know? Do you know what's not a bit of a knobhead? I mean, it's, I feel like Ryan not, Reynolds in a fat suit. It's not just friends. Just friends is a bit of a knobhead of a movie, but I kind of do still quite enjoy it. Um, the the weirdness of the fact that you've got um, Chris Klein and Ryan Reynolds playing like the the like, the geek and the the chubby geek from school. That are now both quite hot and are trying to pick up the most popular girl in school is one of those things that you you watch it going ah oh, this shouldn't be I shouldn't be enjoying this but I kind of am. I feel like is it not a bit problematic? Yeah, it's very problematic. It's you know what? It's not. It's a low level problematic. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not like this film is just outrightly problematic. It's just a bit like you could say it's problematic, but you can also go oh, well, just all right, just fuck off a little bit. <laughs> It's not that bad. It's not saying that he's good. It's not glorifying this. The people who are problematic are dickheads. <laughs> and get their comeuppance. Their uppance comes. Their uppance come. Um, but the funniest bit of the whole movie is um, is Ryan Reynolds and Christopher Marquette's relationship as brothers mm-hmm. within it. Because there's this constant thing where they keep hitting each other. But you can tell it's properly like it's real that they are actually hitting each other and that like neither of them's expecting it. And I just I'd love to know where the idea of it came from. It's because they look so similar. Yep. Uh, and the other one I watched <laughs> I watched it Ian. Oh fuck off. <laughs> Is this the one that Becky just reacted to? Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. So, listeners, um, you remember last week, um, Ian watched a film um, that that Noel actually said in our uh, our chat, saying, um, I, 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 I'll paraphrase slightly, but he basically said, Ian, I think Mark and yours letterboxes have got confused with a picture of That's right. <laughs> Father Christmas is back. So I decided, well, I'd better fucking watch this motherfucker because Ian said it was what was it? One of the worst films you've ever seen? Uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, toxic. I think yeah. I referred to it as. Yeah. Father Christmas is back is barely a movie. It's <laughs> what I would say. It is barely a movie. Right, I appreciate. That. Are you planning on watching the sequel? Oh yes, absolutely. I will be watching Christmas in Paradise. 
Um, yeah, it's everything Ian said, but it, it is just kind of worse. <laughs> I think Ian maybe short sold how how bad it was a little bit. It's awful. So the Christmas family are like supposed to be like really quite well off, aren't they? Yeah, and popular in the town. Popular in the town for some reason. Yeah, but then, but they, but they don't. But that's just because they give a lot of things to the church. It would appear. Right. But there's a yeah. bit in it where they where they have to go to the pub because the Christmas dinner's been ruined. Although the Christmas dinner doesn't seem to be that ruined. Uh, and then they go. There's a great bit where Tallulah Riley runs up on stage and says, "Good evening, poor people." And everyone oh, thinks right, that yeah. it's such a good laugh, and they sing. But like, you you at that point watching it, you're expecting them to be like really like fucking like great singers or something like that, aren't you? And then it isn't. They just sing. Um, Natalie Cox's character gets drunk, and there's like a bit of running gag that her and um, is it Chris Marshall? Is it yeah? Chris Marshall are not even like sleeping in the same room together. They have different, they have different bedrooms, and that they've not had sex for like quite a while. And she gets drunk, yep. and then decides that they're gonna have sex because she's really fucking horny. So she does this weird fucking like sexy dance thing, which it just the lo- it goes on way too long, doesn't it, Ian? Uh, yeah, yeah, it keeps on cutting back to her doing it. It keeps cutting back. And then there is a a massive lingering shot on her ass for a long time. That's right, yeah. Like, I, like, I like a long time. Is it as sexy as the Sexy Dancing Creep show? It's, it, it, is, it is, I wouldn't say it's that sexy, no. It is borderline carry-on movie. Except carry-on movies, some of them at least are not bad in comparison to this. Oh. Yeah, and then all yeah, like you say, Ian, at the end, you know, it just starts snowing because Kelsey Grammer seems to just make it snow. His wife yeah. his, his his partner in it is just weird. There's a bit where they all go yeah. out without her for no fucking reason and leave her at home. And then when they come back, she's managed to hook up all of these Christmas lights and bits on her own, from nowhere, and then blows the house up. It's a bizarre movie that has no right to be nearly two hours long. And No. Yeah. Yeah. We were right last week. Money has been laundered through this movie. There is no other I explanation. Just, I can't get over how annoying the title is as well. Yep. For what the film actually is. Also, Ian, you are so right. The score is just yep. fucking everywhere. It is so on the top. Elizabeth Hurley's cleavage has its own theme tune in this movie. I mean, that seems That's fair. That's right. It does. Like, it really fucking does. And the film, at one point, has... Basically, like a two-minute tracking shot of Liz Hurley's cleavage. Yep. Just yep. Honestly, we have watched this. You don't have to. I feel like everyone else not so much, but I feel like Liz Hurley's better than being in this movie. No, Liz Hurley likes likes doing this kind of thing because she can just swan around in expensive clothes that she probably gets to keep and get paid. Fair enough. And, uh, Even though apparently. 
she was pictured um, out for lunch with Brendan Fraser a few weeks back. Yep. Um, I would. While he was like on their press tour for the whale, and I just like the idea that like twenty years after Bedazzled, they're still just meeting up and like being friends. Yes, they're, they're really quite close, quite quite good friends. That that's lovely. I really like that. Hmm. <laughs> I'd go for that. Mm. Yep. That ain't Mark. Just those two shite movies. Yeah, just those two movies. Amazing. Fucking brilliant. Well done, Mark. No, um, do not encourage him. No, I know. I mean, I, I don't know why I said that, actually, because you're right and I don't mean any of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you went for next Mark, week. please, please don't watch the sequel. I watched the sequel. It's already got him. The thing is, Noel encourages him. <laughs> what, on the boy chat? Yeah. It's just like, you know, there are so many vegetables films around. You have your shit treat if you want. <laughs> Um, just empty calories that don't even taste good, though. But that, uh, yeah, because I mean that—that's it, though, isn't it? It's like it's empty calories that afterwards you're just like, "What have I done?" Yeah, they're, they're basically the squishy bananas of movies. <laughs> what a recommendation! It's like walking home on a night and thinking, "Yeah, I need a doner kebab," and then waking up the next morning and going, "I'm full of regret." I've never had a doner yeah. kebab. It's the equivalent. Of I've that. never had one though. Out, still never had one. It's like I, I don't mind you having empty calorie movies if you enjoy them, but if, if they're good, if you're just watching shite for the sake of it, it's like what's the point? You're just like you just like wasting your life on crap. I don't movies. see this wasting my life. I see it as an investment. You're an idiot. Yes, probably. Investment. That's a that's a choice. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Oh, excuse me. Oh, bloody hell. Sorry, guys. It's not... Uh, believe me, it's not you. Um, I've not even finished my first pint yet. It's taken me nearly two hours. Fair play. Bloody hell. Right. So, I watched Die Hard. Um, I'm not going to talk about Die Hard too much. It's perfect. Do you know what I will talk about, though? Go on. Die Hard 2. So, Die Hard 2, I um, have maybe only watched once or twice in my life. So I watched Die Hard, and then I run out of time to watch Die Hard 2 before Christmas. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do that quite often. <laughs> and the, so, and it's interesting, Dean Lines, uh, a, a screenwriter and a, a good Twitter follow at Dean Lines, said the other day that... Die Hard is the better film. Die Hard 2 is the better Christmas film. I th- I think I agree. Possibly, yeah. And the thing is, it captures the whole Jesus Christ travelling around Christmas is a ball ache. It uses that as a plot point in in quite a few ways. Um, and the, like, just the snow and the cold of it all is actually pretty well played out. Like, Die Hard, like, it looks like it could be taking place at pretty much any time of year. You know, it's it's Christmas in LA. This is Christmas in Washington. Mm. So it's it's different. 
Um, I like Die Hard 2. I really like Die Hard 2. If it had a villain... Well, I mean, the the, the problem with the villain in, in Die Hard 2 is that there are multiple antagonists of varying degrees of bad. You know, like, Dennis Franz is an antagonist for a lot of this film. Oh, thank you ever so much, Lots. Cheers. It's okay. You okay? Yeah. Yeah? <coughs> oh. <coughs> okay. All right. Thanks, son. Love you. Uh, she's not very well and I shouldn't have made her speak uh, I feel bad um, so uh, sorry about that so um, yeah so Dennis Franz is like a bit of an arsehole you've got William Sadler as like the bad guy but then you've also got the guy who they're trying to get uh, like steal off the plane um, who does some wrong and shit and then in the third act you get Someone who you think is a bad guy, a good guy who turns out to be a bad guy. So you've just got a lot of bad guys in it, but none of them are even 10% of the charisma of Alan Rickman. Yeah. Oh, you guys still there? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, That is is the issue. Is the villain just nowhere near as good, is he? No. And like, it's, it's silly, and there's just a bunch of fuck off, what? kind of moments to it throughout Die Hard 2. Um, but John McClane is great. They I, they sell very well why he's so invested. You know, Holly's up in one of the planes. Um, and the, the action is well done by Rennie Harlan. Um, and yeah, it's I, I like that it's a film that deal also deals with the infamy of John McClane being John McClane. You know, so like some people are kind of like minded to actually quite like him. Some are obviously like jealous of him and think he's a bit of a dick. And also the way that now he's an L.A. cop and he's trying to get on with people in the like the East Coast. Now people are going like, look at you, you big L.A. cop. Whereas in the first film, it was just like, you know, we don't do things like you do, we, you do in New York. And, you know, I, I like that the fact that he's now, uh, like, almost seen as a hoity-toity cop <laughs> is a plot point. Um, But, yeah, no, I I, 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 I really I, I really quite enjoyed it. You know, it's not the first film, but not a lot is. Um, and it's worth another go if it's been a while since you've watched it. I'll... I, I can't say I'm going to watch Die Hard 2 every year, but I, it's going to be in the rotation more. Yeah, I think I don't think we watched it last year. I think we watched it the year before, didn't we? Hmm. I, don't, I don't remember it at all. Number two. I think it's because you, you remember D, number one just so much <laughs> better. Yeah. yeah, and it... Like, I watched With a Vengeance not long ago, but I think I'm... like. After the new year, I think I'm going to do with a vengeance, then do four and five. Um, feels feels about. Time. I, I've, I've only seen four and five once, and I'm sure they're both shit. But I, I'll give them a go. So the last time I watched Die Hard two was 2019. Well, there you go. So I might give it. I watched it again this year. It's decent. It's decent. Um, Okay, so, uh, and then uh, I did a couple of rewatches. So, um, I watched Top Gun Maverick for the fourth time. <laughs> nice. Uh, 
so uh, that was the 4K Blu-ray, which uh, just is is stonking. That is a great disc. Some good extras on it as well, actually. I um like I was I was home with Lottie, so Lot uh, uh, Lots has been ill for uh, the last few days, and she's 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 on the men. She's got antibiotics. She's okay. Um, but um, so Friday, Donna was out and. Um, she was home with me, and she just had, she was just watching her iPad. And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna watch Top Gun." Um, and then I just watched all the extras just like while she was there watching the <laughs> her iPad. And every now and then she'd look up and be like, "Should you be watching this in front of me?" I was like, "Yeah, it's fine, don't worry." Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, 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 good extras. I mean, just a fantastic film. Um, on this go around, I particularly appreciated that with the Jennifer Connelly stuff, she's the girl that they mention in the first one, like the Admiral's daughter that he gave a joyride to, you know, like, which is a fun little Easter egg. But it is just like, right, these are two people who are in their 50s and just, like, would like to jump each other's bones again. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, and, and that's kind of from the off, you know, like, you, you they know each other. They they play that out well in in their first scene together, and the rest of it is just a bit of like, when are they going to get to it? But then you've got a daughter saying like, don't break her heart again. And then by the end of the film, you know it is. It feels like Maverick has accepted, right? That's the end of doing this Maverick shit. You know, like I've got people in my life who matter to me. And I'm gonna be with them, you know. Whether whether it's Rooster, whether it's Penny, you know, and like, assumedly a step future stepdaughter, you know. Now he's got that life, and he can move on. Like, I don't think there's gonna be a Top Gun three. I'm sure Paramount are fucking gagging for it. But if there were to be one, it feels like it would be Tom Cruise in a supporting role. Yeah, Teller or Powell or like a combination of the cast back in it, and that and that would be fine. That the arc is actually pretty well played out here. It just it is quite funny how there's so little of the of the Jennifer Connelly arc, but you just don't really need it because you could just assume these are two people who are closer to the end of their lives than the start of it, just hooking up again, and that's fine. It just I I love how the fact that um, before Top Gun Maverick came out, there was people saying that oh, just feels a little bit risky. Is there that much you know nostalgia for the movie? Will it connect with you know new audiences? And it's just gone on to be like unequivocally the highest grossing movie of the year. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and it, it's. It just is pure entertainment. God knows I've talked enough about it. I'll be talking about it year-end, obviously. Um, but yeah, also a fantastic-looking disc. Um, I will just, as a, a very quick tangent, I very briefly mentioned it in the boy chat earlier on, but um, I might not get around to watching this for a few weeks, but if, if anyone's looking for like 4K discs to like pick up with like Christmas vouchers or anything like that, nope. I had a look at the transfer of that today. It's in a two for... I've been waiting for it to uh, pop up in a two for 30 in HMV, and it did this past Monday. And the transfer on Nope 
is fucking sensational. Um, like, I'm really looking forward to giving that another bang. I think I'm going to like it more second time round. Nope. Thanks. Um, we shall see, obviously. Um, and my last one for this week was uh, rewatch on the same day, uh, rewatch Turning Red. Um, so uh, I, I rated this 5 out of 5 on Letterboxd earlier this year. And I um, I think I maybe slightly surprised myself by sticking with that. Uh, I think Turning Red is top tier Pixar. Um, it is a film that it it feels very personal to the co-screenwriter director uh, Domi Shi, I think her name is. Um, it's like Lottie said. There's a lot going on in the background in this film, and she's right. There's just a lot of visual information and kind of like fun little background jokes and like just like interesting imagery and it's very much a sense of place and time you know toronto in the early noughties really really well presented here um but also i mean like the whole the red panda analogy is uh incredible um i, you know, I still can't believe they they did that um and I, yeah, it, it's. I think it's funny. I think it's sweet. I think it's entertaining. It's, um, and it's a film emphatically not made for me, but I still get an absolute shitload out of it, and um, it it's gonna retain a place in my heart because Lottie, who was not feeling well at all Friday afternoon, watched it, and yesterday she was like. The happiest I've been over the last few days was when we were watching Turning Red, um, and it was just like I mean, you know, as I've said before on the show, Lottie in movies. I think I pushed her too far, uh, too fast, too young, and uh, it, like she's slowly getting back into them. So hearing her say something like that, it just it uh, means a lot. Um, but yeah, it it just it's um, I think it's terrific entertainment. It's got something to say, but something to say about adolescence and growing up and realising that your parents are not going to be the people that you want to hang around with forever. And that's absolutely fine. Um, and at the moment, like Lottie really, really likes hanging around with us. And one day she's not going to. And this this kind of film is going to like help me... Uh, understand that as well, you know. So there, there you go. Um, I, I think it's a great film. Solidly five out of five for me in what has been a five out of five stacked year. But it was a, it was a rewatch that really didn't let the side down there. So yeah, turning red's great. Um, and that's me. So let's move on. Uh, to the comedy of the year. Um. We are going to talk about emancipation. You have led dogs to me. I have done nothing. I will shoot you. Onion, onion, rub. Dogs cannot smell. Take it, take it. 
You are mad. To hell with you. Yes, starring. Uh, directed by Anton Fuqua and starring Will Smith and everybody's favourite racist, Ben Foster. Um, such a Ben Foster role. So, literally, when I found out that Ben Foster was playing the role that he was in this, in the boy chat, I said, Mark, you'll never guess who's playing the racist slaver tracking down Will Smith in Emancipation. And Mark literally said, Ben Foster... It's just a Ben Foster role. There's just the minute you went that, I was like, "Well, it's Ben Foster." Well, did you know he was in the film? And it was no. like, out of the people in the film, it's definitely Ben Foster. Role, no, it just like, I knew it was be world, Ben Foster. It was ben Foster. He just guessed. Yeah. Okay. It just it makes sense. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So, emancipation, IMDb. A runaway slave forges through the swamps of Louisiana on a torturous journey to escape plantation owners who nearly killed him. Yeah? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, probably fair. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so Emancipation. Um, It's the film that Will Smith did to get an Oscar just in case he didn't get an Oscar for King Richard. Sorry, two ticks. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, and um, but then he won the Oscar for King Richard and then got banned from the Oscars for a decade. Um, it's a film that I think Apple are maybe feeling a little bit sore about oh, yeah. paying like $100 million for. Um, but what, so, you know, being that as it is, what do we think of the film itself, guys? You didn't watch Digibex? No. But I did. I forgot about that, Bex. So. Um, right. So what I'll say here is Will Smith... It's 40 minutes too long, that's what I think about it. Anyway. Fair. <laughs> which is fair. Um, the thing is, Will Smith is a a decent actor. He's a good actor. He's... He's... He's, bought, he's made a career out of being Will Smith, Will Smith. Because he's in very because because he was very very charismatic, and then it always felt like he was trying to win an Oscar when he was doing dramatic roles. And the weird thing is, he then he won an Oscar, and then he's very good in this. There's no getting away from it. Will Smith is very very good in Emancipation. Um, the issues with Emancipation are is. The colour grading on it is fucking insane uh, on it. For what... And it must be the grading. It, it, that's, that's, it's a, it must be a directorial choice because it's shot by Robert Richardson, who is one of the greatest DPs of all time. Um, and it's... The thing is, it, it doesn't look off it just it just looks weird because the colour green it, 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 it it's not just washed out it is almost like like I think you said Ian it's like they put on the slave filter and 
Uh, yeah. And it, it, it is like like that. But it's like, it, it's almost like as they were going, right, well, we're going to put on this film, something like that. And it, like Anton Fuqua's going, more slave. I want more. I want it to be more grey. I want it to look like the sky in full metal jacket. I just want grey on grey. And that's the problem with it, is it's just... Sorry, I think Becky's just juggling pans in the other room. Um, I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it, it, it does take you out... I, I felt, personally, it took me out of the movie a little bit. Um, but for the first... And it's bear in mind this is a two and a a two hour fifteen minute movie. The first like hundred minutes, it has a good setup, um, and then it becomes, yeah, it becomes Ben Foster is tracking Will Smith, and that's it's really quite interesting. And you get, I would say, probably the most interesting bit of the movie. Is um, when Ben Foster's character is kind of giving a little bit of his backstory. Is really, it's quite engaging, and you're watching it going right. So there's no actual reason why you are, you do what you do. There's no one. There's nothing that, that turns you into it. It's just you are a piece of shit from a family of pieces of shit. Brilliant! You you were you were literally forced to be a racist. Brilliant. But then, on all spoilers all the time, the bit the bit that should be the end of the movie, um, it, it isn't. And then you've got this forty minutes tacked onto the end of the movie that is just really fucking boring, like. The first hour and a bit are like, do you know what? Surprise, four out of five. And then the last 40 minutes are like, right, fuck off now. Two out of five. Not even, maybe not even two out of five. Getting closer to a one out of five. The, the, pro- the problem with the third act is that you know they have to do that like after the fact because of like the things it's showing. So like the, the picture that they take. Yeah. Is like the big right? Oh, you know. Okay, that you know. You have to have him be in that situation, but it's a really odd about face. Where for the first hour and a half of the film, it, it's essentially like a chase movie, and then Ben Foster, who has been very much the primary antagonist. It's just killed off very suddenly, and it's right. And now we're a war epic, <laughs> and done in a way where, um, like, I was I I was almost embarrassed for the filmmakers, where it's that you know, Will Smith like screaming and then charging at the enemy, and then other people just follow him, and it's just like. No one knows who the fuck he is. Why are they all just suddenly going, yeah, all right, we'll also do that. It makes zero sense. 
and it's basically it's almost like because it's Will Smith people will just go with it yeah um and the the color grading it's it, it's interesting I was on IMDB and it auto played the trailer with, like without sound and it's like one shot is a bit blue and then another shot is a bit green and then another shot is a bit gray and I I don't get the point other than we want to look miserable yeah but miserable in various shades of misery yeah and if that was the point then fine but it is a sledgehammer to smack a, a smash a walnut and i was kind of into it at first but then i quickly dropped out of it um will smith's fine I'm not entirely sure he would have got a best actor nomination for this, even even if the slap hadn't had happened. Um, it, it, again, no, pro- probably not. Sorry, because it, they probably would have. It probably, I think he would have, but because if it hadn't happened, there'd have been a Apple would have thrown a lot of weight behind trying to get it to happen. It's yeah, yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he would have got a nomination because he won for King Richard, and he's like seen in those kind of circles. But it, it would have been like, um, what I think Max von Sydow got a nomination for Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Yeah. And it's like what? <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it, it's like we said earlier on, which she said in Women Talking, where it's just like these Me Too films and just like nothing really comes. Emancipation kind of feels like that as well. It feels like with Till, where people seem to like Till, but it's it's basically getting no heat. And it it's all symptomatic of the fact that people don't want to watch these kinds of films right now. And maybe, you know... When society is in a happier time, then I think maybe people will be up for watching a dark mirror in their like entertainment media. Because we have to remember, you know, emancipation is ostensibly a piece of entertainment. Mm. You know, but who the fuck is going to watch this and think I was en- I was entertained by this? I thought this, you know. I had a good time watching it. The whole point of emancipation is watch this man struggle so you can feel good about watching him struggle and empathising with him. The thing is... That kind of... The thing is, uh, the problem is with emancipation is that it, it tries to essentially be like an entertaining kind of Virgin on kind of like action survival movie, um, set against an incredibly ugly backdrop of of, of of slavery, but then it tries to yeah it then tries to have a kind of a more deep ending of um of, of kind of like saying well well you know Lincoln you know only freed the slaves so that he could put them in the army, um. But I just, if you're going to, the problem is, there's, you can watch um, movies about things that you, that you, that you might want to know more about, or you might want to look at and go, right, 
I, I, I don't want to have a window into that, into what existed there. But movies are 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 as well as to entertain. They are made sometimes the challenges, challenges for different reasons. But there is not a single reason out there. And by the way, I, I'm a fan of Anton Fuqua as, as a director. Um. There is not a single reason why that in any way you should ever watch Emancipation over 12 Years a Slave, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Because point. 12 Years a Slave is a better movie. And the thing is, it, it, it's it, it, the other side of that, of saying, yeah, but Emancipation's not trying to be 12 Years a Slave. No, it, it's kind of not trying to be 12 Years a Slave, except it is trying to be 12 Years a Slave, but also at the, at the same time, it's it's almost like like Will Smith now really regrets turning down Django. That'd be a hell of a different movie, wouldn't it? But but Will Smith can't make movies like that anymore. He can't he can't be that charismatically entertaining anymore. It, it, that that kind of bit has gone from him. So he has to do these things that that, that he wants to really make you think. It's like we've we, right. 12 Years a Slave did that. Emancipation will not make us think, I'm sorry, you, you might want it to, but it doesn't because it's not... It's just not good enough in those ways. It's not challenging enough um, in the same ways as something like uh, 12 Years a Slave was. I mean, 12 Years a Slave is an incredibly ugly movie. It really is. It, it, it's an unpleasant movie. And... You know, I mean, Fassbender has you know has said it's one of the it's one of the few movies I think he said that he that he didn't want his mum to watch that he was in, um, and he basically said you know, and I was happy with my mum watching Shame. Um, <laughs> he said, but yeah, I didn't want to watch Twelve Years a Slave because I, I just the how just unpleasant the character was. Mm. I've not seen that still, you know. Tony Slim is, is an incredible piece of work, but it's just like you know you, you you'd have to be a, you you'd have to have a real reason to watch it more than once. Fair. Um, but yeah, Emancipation it does feel a little bit like I don't know if Will Smith had too much power on set at the time. Wouldn't now. It wouldn't now, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's. I yeah. I just. I don't. I don't know what the intention was behind it. You know, other than. This will make it. Uh, this will make us feel better. I yeah. I I yeah. I I'm being very cynical about it, but it, it just. It's a very. It's very meat and potatoes. Um, I, I, well, I no, it's not meat and potatoes. It's vegetables. It, I, 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 you see, I was thinking about this when, when I was watching it about what vegetable I class it as, and it's not. It's like an amalgamation of all like leftover bits of veg, kind of boiled together, and then just so it's the gruel stuff that he gets given <laughs> in the movie. That's what this movie is. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not. It's not badly directed. Is it like the veg you'd use to make a bubble and squeak, but without being interesting enough to be made into bubble and squeak? No, it's the shavings of all the bits that oh. you'd use to make bubble and squeak. Okay. Um, 
It's not badly directed. It's not badly acted. The story's not great once you get past a certain point. But it's just... I think you said it there, Ian. It's just... I don't get the point. Yeah. Well, the point is, yeah. Mark, that Will Smith's wanted an Oscar for a really long time. But he's and got one now. Backup. Yeah. But this, this this felt like his backup film, just in case it didn't pan yeah. out with King Richard. Yeah. yeah. And it, it adds to the myriad of um, of Will Smith movies that he tried to win an Oscar for that just weren't actually Oscar worthy. No, because the problem is he's not, a, like you said earlier, he's not a bad actor when he's in stuff. When he's trying to get an Oscar, he's shit. Yeah, there's an element of that. It is... He's, he's, he's fine in this. It, I don't know, it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast the other day where like, they were talking about it and just saying, like, you don't go to a Will Smith film to watch him do this. And I'm, I'm a bit like, yeah, yeah, you know he's capable of it, but, you know, obviously the slaps like hurt things, but Bad Boys for Life came out just before COVID and did insane business because that's what people want to see Will Smith do. And, like, now he's got his Oscar and after the slap, like, when he does come back, and you know he will, I think it's probably going to be in Bad Boys 4. And I I think I'm all right with that. You know, like, I I wish he'd actually apologise to Chris Rock sincerely, but, you know. He's not sorry, though. Yeah, but... No, but, I mean, that, that, yeah, and that's the problem. Will, will, Will Smith's biggest... Will Smith's biggest things throughout his career um, that have hampered him has been his ego. I I actually genuinely think that he's suffering from like mental health stuff. So I, I, do I don't think want that... I don't want to take the piss too much. No, I, I do but think what he did might, was might wrong, be... and he needs to apologise for it. But he also needs to get some fucking help. Yeah, I think I think there's an element of that. I'm not making excuses for it, but but yeah, I I was emancipation is all right. For 90 minutes and then very, very dull and a little bit. Right, you're trying to have your cake and eat it, but the cake just, you know, it's not worth eating, mate. It, again, again, I heard someone say more people will watch the interview he did with Trevor Noah, who is a friend of Will Smith's and was as just fucking pandering and matey an interview as you could like ever get um than will watch emancipation yes and yeah that's right and uh, by the way trevor noah leaving the daily show fuckity bye then cool you did fucking nothing well done mate um but yeah emancipation Touching cloth, I think maybe shit. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think I'm shit. I don't. I don't think it's shit. No, but I am. It, I, but I also don't think it's good, and it's nowhere near fun enough to be a geostorm. I, I, I gotta say as well, drone shots, like for showing slavery. Mm. Weird. There's some cognitive dissonance there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's. I don't know. It's just a, it's a, it's an odd duck of a movie. I think it, I think it's one of those that's maybe just got away from everybody a little bit. Maybe they all had a little bit too much to play with. 
Yeah, yeah. It's an expensive looking film, mm. but also looks like it was colour graded on like consumer software. I don't know. It's 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 an odd duck of a movie, and it's one that is going to have absolutely fuck all legacy apart from what was the film that Will Smith made after the slap as a pub quiz question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's getting no buzz from anything anywhere. And even Apple seem a little bit angry about the fact that they have to add to release it. Mm. Good luck to them next year. They got the uh, Ridley Scott Napoleon film. They got fucking Scorsese. Yeah. They'll be all right. Oh, yeah, they'll be fine next year. Yep. Uh, okay, what's the poll? Um, touching cloth, a hundred percent. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Okie dokie. We got some Twitter questions. We do indeed. So I put out the question that asked our audience. Our question for you this week is: Who gets a crack at Pinocchio next, and in which style? Uh, we had one reply to this, which I was quite disappointed. Uh, do better next time, oh, audience. Do you, know what I'm, do you know what my reply would be? Uh, you can get to go to your reply in a second. That's literally the point of this. Um, Rick Kidd, David Lynch, how trippy would that would he make it? That's going to be my answer. All right, well, you can't steal fucking our audience's answers. I didn't know that was his answer. Well, so yours is Lynch as well. Would you want it in animation style or? No, live action. Something like a razor head. Wow. Wow, you went straight there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That kind of vibe. Ian. Okay. Guy Ritchie, you can have you can have a crew. <laughs> <laughs> um, who would I like? Who would I like? I'd like to see like like you know when um, oh what's his name. Oh, fuck, my brain's gone dead. Um, big shot. McKay, what is it? But it's, is it Adam or is it? Yeah. Yeah, Adam McKay, yeah. yeah. For some reason, my brain was thinking, no, it's not, it's Alex. But the mouth of my brain was going, no, it's not, you idiot. No, <laughs> you are an idiot. Yeah, I am an idiot. My brain was actually trying to set me up to fail then. Um, it does that a lot. It does that a lot, yeah. I would do I, Adam McKay to do like a big short style movie, but it's about Pinocchio and how it's bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I want, I want like, fucking like, what's that? Jake Tremblay to play fucking Pinocchio, and just fucking Ryan Gosling just to be stuck behind him going, "What's this bullshit? It's a fucking real boy. Why does everyone think he's been a fucking wood?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. Can Jacob Tremblay get like tortured and murdered like he does in Doctor Sleep? Wait, why the fuck not? At the end of it, that can be it. Amazing. Basically, Amazing. I'm saying don't like Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, we don't Pinocchio. like. We don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Pinocchio. We've had some questions as well. Uh, Dylan Black Lanterns. Which on-screen party would you like to be at this New Year's Eve? Oh, it's got to be the one in When Harry Met Sally. I, I think you forget, the iconicness. I think you forget about a little film called Eyes Wide Shut, Rebecca. Oh no, God no. Oh no. No, Mark. It looks like it would be sticky at that party. Right. I'm not here for that. Ian, what party would you like to be at? 
It's a good question. This it is a good question, actually, isn't it? I'd like like a really good dinner party, but I'm trying to think now. The cook the wife of Thief and his mother. Well, I was I was thinking like that. Don't like that. It's not really a party, but like that opening night they do in um uh, oh fuck what's it called the Tucci film last late night last night oh, first yes. night. What about in the menu? Do you want to be in the menu do... and Anya Taylor Joy's there? Um. <laughs> That's a dinner party. Hang on, what? Just be- just because Anya Taylor Joy's there, or because they're doing that menu? Well, it's a dinner party, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's an experience. I'd like to be on the boat eating a burger with them. Does look like a pretty. Yeah, cool that would burger. do. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'll I'll be in a boat eating a burger with Anya yeah, Taylor Joy. I, I, that that's my I answer. Think you, for I think the... you could have that one, Ian. I think you could take that. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm going to. I mean, do you know what? Genuine answer, because I'm not allowed to go up the Isleswide shut party because Becky's not letting me go. You can go. Uh, sure. But the opening night of uh, what's his name's restaurant in Chef. That looks like a fucking good time. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, Kid. Barring the easy answers, the thing, day after tomorrow, what are your favourite films where extreme cold weather, not liquid or carbonite, plays a significant plot element? That one with Kate Beckinsale. White Out? Yeah. Great movie. That's a good show. White Out's a good film. I got in there quick. Why? Because you knew I was going to say it? Yeah. <laughs> I saw the question earlier, I was like, fucking White Out, man. White Out's a good film. It is. Cool Runnings. It's not necessarily extreme, but it's fucking extreme for those Jamaicans. It is indeed. A, a Simple Plan is another good one. Sam Raimi uh, film. Yes. Fargo. Fargo, fair. I think of other weather movies. Geostorm. Geostorm. Well, that's kind of an odd weather movie. What's is that the one where they have to move the money? What, you talking about Hurricane Heist? The Hurricane Heist. Hurricane Heist. <laughs> That'll be my second answer. <laughs> Hurricane Heist is a good movie. It is. I get what people would say. Nice. I agree. I'm a man who, who defends these kind of movies a lot. <laughs> uh, that was all our questions there, but yeah, but the, but the correct answer today is White Out. <laughs> yes. 100%. Okay. Uh, is, is that it for Twitter That questions? is indeed it. Okay, so next week's show, a bit of a biggie. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, I'm I'm hoping that Mark actually has time to watch all of these. Me too. <laughs> I think I've worked out a schedule. I, I, I'm fairly certain I do. If you don't, you need to sure as shit tell me that you haven't, so that I don't <laughs> need to make, potentially crush through some stuff. Um, so we've got. Avatar: The Way of Water, uh, which Becky won't be reviewing, has uh, <laughs> been made uh, abundantly, abundantly clear, clear to us. <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, she's not sorry. Um, she's not. We'll be we'll be talking Bardo, um, our sweet, sweet Bardo that Mark and I have been uh, particularly looking yeah. forward to, despite the fact that no one seems to like it. And, and which, 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 um, which makes me look forward to it even more. Mm. If that film was like and, smashing out fucking five star reviews, I'd be a bit like, oh, I'm a bit concerned now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, 
and um, hitting VOD in the US, Steven Spielberg's The Fablements. So our pre-Christmas show, uh, which will probably come out Boxing Day, knowing me, um, will, uh, I'll, I'll try not to, will uh, be a banger. Yeah, I, I think uh, we have a guest as well, don't we? Yeah, we yeah we think Jordan McGrath is going to be on. Um, we don't absolutely know. Uh, kind of depends on. Well, I'm, I'm I'm I don't know why I'm being so circumspect about that. It's just like hopefully the the day that we record will work out for him. Um, so yeah, it should be a big one. Um, By the way, I I, I have just looked at all the scheduling for it, and I can I can definitely watch all three. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah patreon.com forward slash film bastards pod syndicate podcast entertainment landfill Jim Stroke vs Punter his film her movie uh, fucking um, why am I blanking or is that it now maybe that's yes. it yeah okay there we are pod syndicate <laughs> um, we still need to uh, do the Guy Ritchie show so um, I'm going to say thank you very much Mark thanks very much Ian thank you very much Becky thanks Ian uh, Hakuna Matata what a wonderful phrase <laughs>